Hey everybody, and welcome to another episode of Board Shenanigans. As always, I am joined by 180 pounds of morning after regret. I am joined by the Re- the venerable Reverend Brewer. Yes, and I am here with Cody James. Like a brontosaurus, recognizes his mistaken combination long ago, lingering only out of misplaced affection for an imaginary past. And mind blown. Don't know what that means. I'm sure it was insulting. It was. Uh, well, there's no such thing as a brontosaurus. Oh, really? I thought they were a thing, but... Yeah, it's, it's... it's. Oh, fuck. I don't remember what it's actually called. It starts with an A. I'm getting flamed right now by dinosaur lovers out there, because I don't remember that. But I do Wait. know that... I want to say it's like an a- apatosaurus, because... Hmm. Yeah, it turned... Uh, most people say a, a brontosaurus is just a, a, a baby version of this big version. But people were stupid and thought they were separate. And this was realized in, like, 1920, but for some reason we still talk about it today. So you paleontologistly did me? Yes. Huh. Well, I guess... It's uh, just weird that this lingered... I don't know, it's weird to me that it lingered on, even though this is something that we we realized is completely false almost 100 years ago. So are you the same type of person that gets upset whenever somebody calls, like, a calf a cow and a cow will steer and that type of thing? No. <laughs> just dinosaurs. Just dinosaurs piss me off whenever they're like mistermed. Like they just—that's a sore point for me. A misnamed dinosaur like it cut my mom off in traffic once, and it just—I've always been a sore point. I don't Why are you bringing it up now, was, you asshole? I just thought it was funny because dinosaurs are big and fat and 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 useless, and you're big and fat and useless. Ah, well, there we go. An insult for all the rest of the dregs down here that can follow that. Oh man. Uh, <laughs> and also that you're just lingering on from from the, the glory of past, because you know no one really wants you on the show anymore, I guess, right? Uh, <laughs> really, it was an insult that insulted you at, at so many levels that you just couldn't follow it. Oh, oh, oh. Well, see, you think that I'm useless, but my my dead bones will fuel your vehicle. So, for at least well, to the point until it's no, it's not an efficient way to do it. So, I'll have a good hundred year run, though. Well, sorry, Cody, uh, you're, you're wrong there too, because most oil is made from plant matter. Oh, okay. <laughs> As we prove that Cody knows nothing about like modern things. Well, you know what? I'll at least be the star of fun kids films. There. Yeah. Uh, it's, you can already. <laughs> There'll be little green versions of you on all these gas stations. Oh, finally. <laughs> and as Cody once again notches himself up as the fat, stupid one on the podcast. <laughs> oh, anyway, yeah. so... Well, that one worked out a lot better than I thought it was. <laughs> so, uh, beyond all this Fossil Age jokes, uh, anything wonderful and or exciting happened to you lately? Um, well, I finally went and saw Thor 2. That was, I guess, exciting. Was it worth it? Was it, did you get your Nor- your Norse cock all hard? Was oh, Ragnarok? Oh my in order? god! Was I Jormandering all over the place? <laughs> Could you lift your mighty hammer? And you know, <laughs> did you did you wage across the uh, fields of Auckland Far and fight the frost giants of Oogaloo and all that? Oh by god! Did I? I? I came from the land of the ice and snow with the midnight sun, where the hot springs flow. <laughs> Wah! Oh, that's cool. So was it good? Because I actually really want to see it, and I haven't seen it yet. I thought it was pretty enjoyable. I I know one of the one of the things I was really impressed with because a lot of it happens actually in in Asgard. Right. Yeah, that's one of the things I wanted to see it before. Yeah, and, and I I have to say the art style for pretty much everything is quite amazing. As far as 
like everything the way Asgard looked and the clothes and stuff, and then like the, the ed- spoiler alert: there's a bad guy that's not from Asgard. Bum <laughs> bum bum. I know, right? And, well, and their spaceships looked pretty cool. I thought, and yeah, I, I thought it was a, I thought it was a pretty enjoyable movie. I mean. There was a part, now I'm gonna say there's a part there in the middle that's a little, that's kind of overly predictable, but it's still shot well and, and enjoyable to watch. But, I, I mean, mean, it's not, <laughs> it's not like you're looking, you know, to get overly confused by a superhero story, though. Well, I mean, I guess that it may just be because I have, like, a really big affinity for Thor. Like, that was, that, I never really got into the delivered straight to your house comics. I never really got them, but I used my, for a couple of years, like four years, I used my allowance to always buy, um, to always get a subscription to Thor, so I had Thor. I had Thor comics for like four or five years, which was pretty weird for me. I usually not didn't do that. I'd always kind of get the dailies or get whatever I could. But the, I, I really have always enjoyed Thor, and the la- the movie I really enjoyed. I liked him in the Avengers. The guy they got to play him is amazing. And oh so yeah, he's the perfect person I, to play I, Thor. Yeah, I, like I, yeah. I, I really, I really do want to see this one. So uh, yeah, that's that's pretty awesome. Yeah, and, so. and Kat Dennings is still amazing in it. She's one of my favorite characters of the first one. <laughs> yeah, she did a good job. She did a really good job. And yeah, I thought it was a pretty enjoyable movie as far as as far as they go. It was fun. It was exciting. It was still it was still kind of weird, like the first one was, but in that good way. And you you believed people were gods, and, right? And, yeah. And you know another thing that I just kind of thought of right now. You know, one of the reasons why I might have really enjoyed the just the look of Asgard. I was gonna say, like, man, the art style is just amazing. It's all this cool stuff, and the architecture is real cool and weird, but it looks kind of like fantasy, but it looks futuristic at the same time. It looks like, it looks Final, like Final Fantasy. Fantasy. Yeah, yeah, it looks like Final Fantasy. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um, yeah. So prepare for Final Fantasy when you see it. Well, that's pretty cool. I mean, Thor, especially the more to, modern ones. Uh, Thor pimping his way through Final Fantasy. I mean, that could be kind of cool. Uh, Actually, not that really unbelievable. Right. In fact, if they make another Final Fantasy movie, he well, if they make another Final Fantasy movie, it's going to be digital like they did the past two. So I was going to say he should play him, but play whoever. Which I kind of maintain that that first, like the Spirits Within, like I don't think that's nearly as bad as everybody claims that it is. I really don't. No, I, th- I thought it was a pretty enjoyable movie. Yeah. I mean, it was different. It was something, I mean, it's pretty self-contained. It's, I mean. Yeah, it was like having a Final Fantasy game that existed only in a movie. Yeah. Right. Bored on a Saturday? Already listened to all your bored shenanigans for the week and all of the sidecasts and read all the articles and read all of our amazing amounts of Twitter things and sent all the hate mail that you could muster? Well, we would recommend going and watch, going and checking out Final Fantasy The Spirits Within. A lot better than the critics said it was. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think the reason why I didn't work well with the critics is because, you know, there's the first you have to get over the fact that it's Final Fantasy, so I mean, yeah, you have to kind of know a tiny bit about what you're getting into, I feel. But but even then, it was still pretty, you know, I'd have to say Americanized compared to, like, a Final Fantasy game. Right. Yeah, that's true. I mean, didn't it take place in, like, New York or something? I, honestly, it's been a couple years since I've seen it, but I, I know I've... Or I saw it. the ruins of New York. It was actually on Earth. Well, let's see. I know I saw it in theaters having yeah, no too. concept of what Final Fantasy was at the time. I saw it then, and then I've seen it like twice since then. Um, one time I went out of my way to get it, and the other time I just kind of bumped into it. And I was like, oh, hey, I'll watch this again. And every time I've seen it, I've enjoyed it. I mean, so... I mean, obviously, if I hated it, it's not like... It's not like I went, oh man, this movie sucks, let's sit on down and watch this. Yeah, I mean, it was a very bold move back then, because it was an entirely digitally produced movie, which is, 
you know, which has got to stick in James Cameron's craw when he decided to do that. And like, oh, I'm not the first to do this. <laughs> you know what? Maybe that's the movie that got uh, George Lucas's pecker all hard and decided, like, you know what? We need more of that in every Star Wars movie, and we and we need digital gophers in Indiana Jones. <laughs> that's right. Still bitching about the Crystal Skull here, people. Yeah, but yeah, like I said, I mean, I thought that was pretty bold as far as like we're just gonna have voice actors and that's it. And everything you see is gonna be digital, and it's gonna take us, you know, months to render like one, you know, one minute clip. Yeah. Um, apparently, like, the main chick, as far as the digital version of her, was actually, for a while, they're gonna be, like, the first digital actress. Cause, I, I know that was their, their plan, like, they were gonna use her in other movies, but as different characters, so it was her playing a new role. Well, that's kind of a cool concept. Which, they did it with one, she's in one of the Animatrix. And, that's as far as they got with it, cause, um, that was right when, that was in the time when, I, when, uh, Squaresoft was becoming Square Enix. Right. And that got lost in the shuffle, which really kind of bums me out, but... You know, things getting lost in the shuffle like that, it's kind of disappointing, because I still want to play StarCraft Ghost. I don't care. <laughs> I fucking hurry up with it already. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. Well, I'm just saying. Yeah. Or, or Conquest 2, the Varium Uprising? Yeah, something. Yeah. Uh, c- c- Command and Command and Conquer Zero Hour 2, or one hour, or whatever they're going to call it. <laughs> Negative one hour? Yeah, whatever. Some, the- some more hours? <laughs> hour whatever, it's gonna, whatever it's going to be, like, I would have liked to play that. But zero no. minute? <laughs> zero minute. I like that. <laughs> There's no zero time! Situation. There's no time for a subtitle here, man! <laughs> it's that big, long subtitle on the game. Garchard's like, There's no t- like, why would it say that if they, they had the time to write this, but there's no time for it? Oh. I support that. If you're listening out there, EA, and you just if that's what's holding you back, you feel free. <laughs> Board Shenanigans endorses to have that that subtitle. Yeah, though, though one I doubt they're listening, and two I I doubt seriously we're ever going to see Zero Hour again. Because they, you know, as I think was brought it before they did finally cancel the Command and Conquer the uh, free to play. Yeah, I don't know, just sad memories. But anyway, as we digress yeah. from that. Um, Which, yeah, I guess what I was getting at is with our our vast fortune that we were, were amassing from the Borchangan Empire, we should use it to buy Conquest and make the Virium Uprising. <laughs> no? I'm sure yeah. it's pretty cheap to buy the intellectual property, too, because I don't think either of the, any company involved in making that exists anymore. Yeah, that's actually one of the sadder ones, that that's just going to, like, quietly disappear into the night, because I mean, people that play it love it, but nobody knows about it, unless other than people that play it, which... I realize what I just said there, but you know what I mean. You Listeners. Know, you, use your ears to read my mind. Do that. I was saying, it wouldn't be that hard. <laughs> Is it scary in there? Are there a lot of naked women? <laughs> oh. well, well, hell, I mean, it's not like anything stays within your mind for longer than a second or two. <laughs> All they know right now is I'm still confused about the dinosaur joke. Oh. <laughs> Hey, you're gonna go to bed, but like, wait, what? Bra- Brontosaurus? Oh, Brontosaurus? I'm scaly. He was my favorite character in the Land Before Time. Like, they're scaly. Does that mean I'm scaly? I don't understand. I have like a Venn diagram drawn, trying to figure it out. Yeah. Which, um, yeah. But speaking of old video games, which, like, I was gonna say, listeners looking for a good RTS, Conquest, Frontier Wars. Um, 
I just installed a game from 1999 on my computer. Oh, yeah? What'd you do? Well, I was at the Salvation Army today, and I saw a copy of SimCity 3000. <laughs> oh, that takes me back. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, fuck yeah, I gotta buy this because, which, I don't know, this might have been in a podcast episode, like, three. A while back, um, I, I picked up a copy of SimCity 2000. Which is very hard to get to run on Windows 7, but I did it, because I'm like, fuck, I enjoyed this game so much when I was 7. I'm like, fuck yeah, like, reticulating splines, man! Reticulating splines! So, you know, I went and listened to that a few times, and I am much better at the game now than I was when I played it in junior high. I can tell you that for sure. So does that make you feel good about yourself, that you have, oh, it uh, does, you have turned, yeah. into a, do you turned into a man that can play some city better? Like, oh yeah, I was making like so much money. Like I built like there was a point in time where I think I had like twenty arcologies, and I'm like, oh, I'm rolling it. Look at these bitches. <laughs> so yeah, I'm like, I've never played SimCity three thousand. I'm gonna pick this motherfucker up and play some three thousand. How is it, or have you played it yet? I played a little bit of it. It's it's interesting. It it looks like it's gonna have all. To me, it almost looks like it's gonna have all the fun of of two thousand, but but with some new things. Because it still it still looks like it does that thing which well, I really loved about 2000 was is you know it starts off in the ni- the 1900s and you go into like like 2050 right which I thought and, and you have this big large track of land to build on whereas you know I played a little bit of the SimCity reboot and um, was you know almost a game let's go with that everything was small and didn't really effective and it's like oh you know you got this and you just kind of build a modern regular plain city and it was. A lot of potential that failed completely. Honestly, my favorite one, the ones that they branched off of whenever they were, cause, you know, SimCity went crazy, like, oh, not just cities, like, villages, towns, spaceships. I really liked the whole roller coaster tycoon little thing they did for a little while. Those were a lot of fun. See, yeah, I never did any of those ones. I, I, I know there were, yeah, there was like a prison one that everyone really loved that one, I know. Right, yeah. And then I know there was like the one where you ran the business, like you did, it was like very, bu- I think it was SimCity Business, and that was supposed to be a good one, but I never played it, you know. And then all of a sudden it turned into The Sims, and whatever happened there. I don't know, <laughs> I can't really, I can't really say much, because uh, I have actually played that game like two or three times this week, so I can't really <laughs> say know. a whole lot. <laughs> Madison loves, loves it, and like, you know, it's kind of fun for like, oh, I don't, I want to play a game without having to like work or try, so. No. Yeah, there's a lot of trying in, in SimCity if you really want to do something. If you actually want to make a good city, because, oh, I don't, when I was doing some, because t- when I installed 2000, I went, yeah, this is exactly what people are coming here to listen about. Well, yeah, naturally, <laughs> like, Bill Gates is on the edge of his seat now, like, oh man, like, you're, like, I, I, like, sh- I should me put plan that. a city. You do so good at the game, you could obviously run a, run a real city, right? <laughs> yes, there's a chip implanted in every copy of SimCity 2000, waiting for that one, that one person. When you hit the high score, yeah. yeah to get the high score. <laughs> they, they take you to, the, this, this limo shows up and takes you to an asteroid where you're, where you're sent to rule cities on an alien planet. Exactly. Like, that's, like, apparently you saw, you, you saw that that was the master plan too. <laughs> What the, I just imagined that movie with SimCity, and it's, it's funny as hell to me. Less, less Starfighter, but with SimCity. 
Well, he's so boring. <laughs> See, the funny part about it, though, is like, the only, the only exciting part about it would be, you literally get to be the mayor that's always on the police commissioner's ass about the rogue cop, rogue cops, like, vigilante ways. So, I mean, that'd be your excitement, like, you know, da- damn it, Commissioner Carruthers, like, you're, you know, Harry Callahan is causing so much undue collateral damage, you've gotta get him under control. You know, or it's your job! Like, that'd be the most excitement you'd get. But you would finally get to do that, which I think as I've stated multiple times, and I will continue to state, the, the cop that's always like, the mayor's up my ass, is my favorite character from every cop movie ever. I love that guy. Like, I just want to, like, follow him around. I love around. it when there's a mayor up an ass. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh well, I guess. Uh, speaking of things that have nothing to do with things where that are old and outdated. Um, speaking of old things, um, <laughs> well, <laughs> but not brontosaurus old. Um, yeah, no, not that old. Uh, so, uh, ca- like, <laughs> I thought about stealing your segue, but I decided against it. <laughs> I do that in every other episode. I thought I'd give you this one. Time. Oh, I thank you. Like, <laughs> as I sat so stymied by your insult, like at least I'm getting some pity. Uh, pity segue. Um, anyway, so I. Kevin owned me really, really hard last week. It was it was pretty awesome. Which I've talked about Kevin on here several times. He's, you know, proud member of the hey. rogues, rogues Gallery. You know, I'm sure he's sitting there listening right now, John fingering as we speak. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, just unbutton one more button. Yeah, yeah. Just, just a little lower, a little lower. Okay, one more. Oh yeah. Mm, that that's the stuff. Uh, but anyway, he, he fucking he fucking owned me hard because you know we, we swap comics back and forth. I mean that's like one of our big it's like one of our big bo- you know things we get along with bond over whatever. And so he does the same thing I do, where it's like you go and you read reviews on older comics and you find them cheap as fucking hell on Amazon and eBay and shit. And uh, Madison and I finally finished Arrow, the first season on Netflix, and I loved it. I thought it was amazing. And I've read a couple Green Arrow things, but I never really went nuts reading it. And so I like I started looking up some of the better reviewed stuff, and I ordered a few of them. I, like the big one is the Green Arrow Green Lantern uh, crossover story they did, and I read it and I, I liked it, but it was all right. But another one that was really highly rated was the one they actually based the show on, called The Longbow Hunters, and it's like a little like three th- three um, three episode or three episode uh, three three book little compilation little trade paperbacks and you know had really good reviews and i was like i read it and it was amazing it was so good it was it was kind of it was dark comics before like mature comics were a thing in the 90s so it was it was dark and mature and it kind of reminded me of the watchman in a way and it was, it was really i really really thoroughly enjoyed it giant space pussies were in it yeah well that and, no it, it just it just had a real dark feel to it it was very adult and i really enjoyed it like a lot i actually want to go through and read them again but, uh, you know, I got it dirt cheap, and I was like, man, I was, it was really cool. I was like, I was like, this is really awesome. And I was texting Kevin back and forth, and we were bullshitting about comics and whatever. And, uh, I remembered it, cause I like kinda looked down at it, and I was like, oh, dude, I found this comic series, like this Green Arrow comic series, you've gotta check out. And he's like, oh yeah, dude, I love Green Arrow, what is it? And I was like, okay, so it's Mike Grell's Longbow Hunters. And to tell you this, I gotta tell you, like, Kevin's about 10 years older than I am. And it's kind of this one running joke we have is like, anytime I have like a, ooh, I found this thing, he's, you know, he's like, alright, kid, you know, cause he's kind of been there a little bit. But anyway, so, so I like, I'm like, oh dude, this Mike Grell Green Arrow Longbow Hunters, dude, you've gotta check this out. You'd love it. And he just sends me this text back like, 
about 15 years ahead of you there, kid. I have the entire run with the signature of it, and I have the run he did on the, like, based on the canon in the show. He's like, he's an amazing art, he's an amazing writer. I've met him. I have, I got it autographed personally. If you want to borrow it, I got it at my house, which I thought was fucking awesome that I got owned so hard. Like, I was like, ooh, hey, look at this thing I just found amongst the ether of time and space. And he was like, please, I've known about this for so long, which was pretty funny. Like, it was really funny to me. I think he got as big of a kick out of it as I did, but it was it was pretty awesome. I know, it's like just the audacity of like, yeah, of course no one's heard of this. How old is it? Pah. <laughs> right? I mean, it came out in, like, 87 or something like that. I mean, it came out, like, you know, before I was born, but, you know, but still, it was it was really funny that he was just like, please, like, are, who are you kidding? But it was pretty cool, you know, because he's like, he laughed, we had a laugh about it. He's like, oh, yeah, and then you gotta go check out this shit, and so he, he's real, like, you know, Kevin's one of the coolest people I've ever met that's, like, into something, because I like comics whenever I met him. But I didn't know what I like near the way I do now because he's really good at like, you know, he like, he's so knowledgeable about him and that's what he loves. I mean, that's, that's his thing. I've never met anybody that, that knows as much about it as he does and cares as much about it as he does. And so like, he's real good at like kind of figuring out what people, and then, you know, he likes to, oh, I love this. I want to share this with people. So he's really cool about it. So it's, it's really fun going to a comic store with him because, you know, he kind of, Oh, hey, man, you should try this, and you really dig it. Like, he's the person that got me, like, hooked on Garth Ennis. Like, I, I way owe that addiction to him. You know, he's introduced a lot of cool characters to me, and a lot of good writers, and that kind of thing. And it's one of those, like, you know, you go to him with a comic, comic book store, and you just kind of, like, almost just, here's my $30 that I've allotted myself for this trip. Find me something awesome, and he always does. It's pretty cool. So, And then, you, and then we always, like, it's always funny, so we go over to his house afterwards. I drop him off or whatever, and, like, he pulls, like, another fucking 50, 50 comics out of very, like, out of his shelves at his house. Oh, yeah, you should check these out. So I always, like, go home with this fucking stupid big pile and read them, and I'm like, oh, yeah, like this and this and this. I'm not being crazy about this. And he's like, oh, okay, and he just, like, rattles it. It's 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 really cool, though. So I thought that was one of the funnier things that's happened to me. I mean, I guess just mildly interesting cast. Speaking of old things that I'm not claiming that no one's ever heard of, I I also watched um I watched Anatomy of a Murder recently. How was it? I've never seen it. Uh, I've heard of it, but yeah, I never the, never Yeah, the Jimmy Stewart um, you know, lawyer movie. Yeah, I've I've never actually seen it. It was pretty interesting. Um they say panties a lot. And apparently at the time it was filmed that, that was snicker worthy. Say panties. Panties, yeah. <laughs> is that like saying fanny is that like saying fanny in England? Maybe, I guess. It, it was it was humorous to me. <laughs> And, and uh, the guy that plays the judge in the movie was an actual real judge that uh, at um, I want to say it was at the McCarthy hearings and stuff. Huh. So so yeah, there's a real judge playing the judge. So that was interesting. And I guess if you like James Stewart, give it a watch. Which uh, I guess and, random James or random Jimmy Stewart thing. Um, I actually have a book of poetry by him, and he's pretty really. Yeah, he's actually pretty goddamn good at it. It's it's pretty cool. I mean, it's very much like down-home style stuff, which is what you'd expect from him, but it's quite good, so. Do they go on and on and on for a very long time? Well, like, you can almost hear that, like, little, real signature, little stutter, like, break pattern in his speech as he's writing it. Like, that's honestly what I hear when I read it. It just kind of has, it it kind of has that that feel to it. So That's kind of funny. I might need to look this up. Oh. And and other than that, I saw, um, I saw Topper, 
which you're like, what, probably? What happened was I just turned it on uh, Turner Classic Movies and didn't turn the TV off. Kind of what ended up happening. Uh, Topper, which is this, it's a comedy from 1937 with uh, Cary Grant and uh, Constant Bennett and, um, oh, the Glinda the Good Witch. Oh, okay, I got you. And um, it was pretty enjoyable. Um, what It's... Cary Grant and, and and his his wife in the movie they die from drunk driving and but you know because it's a movie made in thirty seven you know it's it's very classy and sophisticated to be drunk <laughs> and everyone's happy You're like oh, oh 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 they died during drunk di- driving oh <laughs> right. yeah back in the good old days when a DWI didn't mean anything and I'm you know you could go out you could have a couple nightcaps and drive home and nobody nobody'd question your swerving or near fatal slaying of a of one of those colored folks. The good old days, because Pepperidge Farm remembers. I guess what happens is, um, is they have more money than God, basically. <laughs> and I guess he was like the major stockholder at at this bank, and they're very silly. And apparently, they spend all their money drinking and going to like clubs. <laughs> and like within like the first thirty minutes of it, they die and become ghosts. And from there, I guess before they can move on to to the afterlife, they must do a good deed because. They didn't do any good deeds, but they didn't particularly do any bad deeds when they were alive. So they determined that they have to go help the banker be happy, because he's not a happy fellow because he's a banker. Naturally. Apparently you can still drink when you're a ghost, so that's a good thing. (laughs) Um. Actually, it's a pretty humorous movie, if you like, you know witty character driven comedies where everyone's talking with a transatlantic accent <laughs> cody you might like it i don't know if anybody else listening might jared you might <laughs> oh i bet Cece. i bet Cece could get down on some 1930s movies uh actually she's she probably likes more older movies like one of their and i've always thought this was kind of cool about like her family dynamic but uh one of the like family movies that they all enjoy is duck soup that's like one of the family <laughs> movies which i just was whenever she was telling whenever we like had that conversation i was like you know that is probably one of the coolest things that you could ever tell me about like your family dynamic i just i thought that was pretty amazing so uh yeah. well i guess well, uh there you go cc if you haven't seen that i recommend that movie for you uh, there's apparently two sequels um what bottom what bottomer and even higher up yes yeah, sure why not <laughs> like the guy's name is topper if you're the the banker oh, he's okay. mr topper well see i thought it was like I, I guess like in my head like oh a movie about drinking like oh i'm gonna have a little topper and like you know, you know fill your glass up before you go like be <laughs> sure not what, to drown what, what, it yeah at the beginning when they're bar hopping they go to this really amazing looking place it's like i guess a luau kind of bar but the way you get into it is through this like curvy slide but it's like a fancy kind of like you know nightclub where everyone's you know dressed in their suits and tuxedos and and fancy dresses <laughs> so then you have to like go down this slide into it though and i just thought that's an amazing idea i like the the back in the day whenever going to the club meant you know sitting around drinking your old-fashioned and talking about talking about your day at work not like listening to your raps and your technos and you know all up all up in each other's whatnots twerking twerking your twats at each other yeah. Glory days, because Pepperidge Farm remembers. Yeah, I was, oh, I was, I thought it a pretty. <laughs> the only movie. Negroes I, I, that were allowed in the club were the ones that played the jazz music. Oh, <laughs> sorry. You know, it was a pretty white cast. <laughs> oh, had to make that joke. <laughs> you had to. Uh. You're a racist, man. A racist. Uh, speaking of racism and acting, so uh, for Valentine's Day, and I probably briefly talked oh. about this. Um, Madison and I got tickets to, uh, uh, Othello, which, uh, was done by Austin's Shakespeare, Shakespeare group, which we've actually seen in another, it's kind of funny, she brought this up to me that, um, 
apparently I did this last year for Valentine's Day, and I didn't even remember. I remember we went and saw a play, but I didn't remember it was Valentine's Day. I just thought it was, oh, hey, let's go do this thing, kind of a special occasion deal. But no, apparently it was Valentine's Day, too, so tradition, I guess. Uh, but anyway. Don't worry, you'll forget by next Valentine's Day. I think to do it again. Right. We went and saw, we went and saw Othello by, you know, Austin Shakespeare Group, which, one, the last play we went and saw was Designed for Living, which is a really cool play. But, th- I mean, these people are awesome. They're so good. And this was, you know, Othello, which, you know, I don't think I'm ruining it for anybody. And I don't, I'm not gonna give you a spoiler alert. It's been around for a while. Um, it's really just the guy, uh, the main character, Othello, is a black guy. And he, it's kind of, de- it kind of, it kind of deals with some like, you know, especially for the time to deal with like the whole race issue was pretty, pretty ballsy. But, um, it kind of like, he, he marries a chick without the consent of her dad. And then, um, a couple people that care about him actually, and like the main, the main villain of the story, uh, basically turn his head around and convince him that his wife is cheating on him and so and in great glorious shakespeare and romantic for valentine's day fashion everybody dies at the end of it but uh it the people that did this like oh my god did they do a good job the guy that played othello and the guy that played igor were phenomenal they were so 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 good and i mean and everybody did a good job i mean there wasn't a bad actor in it by any means but Man, those two stole the show, and rightly so. They're the two main characters in the play, but fuck me, did they do a good job? And it was it was thoroughly enjoyable. Like we had a really really good time. It was a good Valentine's Day and everything. So I know that that doesn't apply to all of our listeners, but live in the Austin area, want to go see a Shakespeare play? The Austin Shakespeare thing's actually really worth it, because these people are fucking awesome. Seen them twice, highly recommend, we'll go see them again. I don't know, uh, me and Justin and a few other folks watched, uh, Grenadier on Valentine's Day, so there was that, which, uh, uh, uh Grenadier is an anime series that's the easiest way to put it is uh, Trigun, but with a chick with big boobs. Well, of course. So, like Trigun? Think it can be improved with large breasts? There you go. <laughs> what, a, what a sales pitch for everything. Like, <laughs> like Pepsi Cola? Think it'd, fi- think it'd taste better with a set of tits in your face? Now, Pepsi Cola boob glasses. That's right. <laughs> Pepsi, Cola, Pepsi Cola glasses with tits built right in. They rub up on your face while you're drinking it. <laughs> from the, from the makers that brought you pussy lips. Uh Borchadangans, new with pairs of breasts. <laughs> Can we bring this somehow? Um well I mean there could be there could be top like like oh, I guess we could do it this way, like oh hey hey Sandy, didn't see you there standing there without your top on. How many listeners have we gotten just by saying that? Oh god, it's man, if you guys could it's <laughs> turning into Howard Stern here. <laughs> oh man, guys, if you could see this, man, Sandy, man, those breasts are just perfect, man. They're big and round, and like, how 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 big are those, Sandy? <laughs> G? Oh yeah, that's that's pretty nice. That's pretty nice. Yeah, yeah. Can you just uh, bounce up and down a little bit? Here, sit on this exercise ball while while we while we talk. Yeah. You know, so what about prostitutes? So that always creeped me out. Like, I, you know, that's great that Howard Stern has done all he's done as far as like pushing for <laughs> non censorship and all that shit. Fine, those those things that always creeps me out. That like I'm gonna sit here with like my four other people and talk to this naked chick. 
but nobody else can see it. Like, I know. They always I mean, weirded me out. Because, yeah, I mean, I know, I, I think I've caught, like, a very, very long time ago, like, before I even moved to Amarillo, I know I caught, like, at, like, 4 a.m., you could, like, see the Howard Stern show on TV. Oh, yeah, so you dude. You could see, like, this big, large blur. Oh, yeah, dude. I Like, whenever I was, like, 12, oh, yeah, I'd <laughs> watch that, and that was spank bank material, because I didn't know it was behind the blur, but it was sexy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but still, even that's, like, how many do you think he's just made up, like, the fact that there's a topless chick in his studio? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, like, he just made it up enough time so that, like, they yeah, started showing Yeah, not like we just did up. there with Sandy. Still looking good there, Sandy. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to emphasize that Sandy is at the board shenanigans proper recording facility, not the board shenanigans remote remote hosting facility. I would just like to emphasize that because all casting calls for board shenanigans need to go through the reverend. As I'm married and I don't really want to get divorced. Yeah, it's I mean it's just a little awkward for Cody just, you know, watching these pair of breasts bobble behind my head. But, but you know, I mean, the price you have to pay for comedy and podcasting, so I'll yeah. I'll get by. I mean, doesn't this make the show so much better now that you guys know that throughout every episode there's just been large pairs of breasts bobbling around? We meant to mention it before now, but, you know, we kind of were like, well, is it crass? Is it crude? Like, it, does it get it? Does it get in the way of referencing Larry Sanders? Yeah, that, that's right, Cody Bowie. Oh. You tell him. I don't know anymore. At least I'm not, I, well, I don't know. Is it better to be him or the black lady? I don't know anymore. About. That's the extent of my Howard Stern knowledge. Yeah, I've read out right there myself. <laughs> Howard Stern, are you listening and are you disgusted by our, our lack of knowledge of your lore? By all means, send us some hate mail or straight out, call us. Let us know. We will get together and you can you can rage against us on a pod, on our own podcast, in fact. Yeah, which I mean, I guess if you kind of think about it, the Howard Stern show was kind of like the first podcast. That's a good point. I mean, it's just, it's just him kind of sitting around talking about shit that he wants to talk about. Yeah, I guess that's a good so, point. Yeah. So we salute you for your your pioneering ways of bullshitting about whatever so we can bullshit about whatever. You know, doing our best <laughs> yeah. to delude the marketplace as far as possible. Even when I, even, you know, when I caught the TV show, I don't know if I could, t- I couldn't even tell you anything that happened during it. In fact, I, frankly, I don't know if they know if anything happened during it or not. <laughs> Well, my favorite thing, and this is, yes, totally breaking the fourth wall here, but, uh, <laughs> you know what my favorite thing, thing about doing this is? You know, we kind of have general bulletins of what we're going to talk about, but it's just, you let the pigeons go, and you never know where exactly they're going to land. Because <laughs> we did not plan on talking about Howard Stern at all? Yeah. <laughs> yes, that that moment when we bring up a topic and we realize how severely undereducated we are upon such topic. Yes, board shenanigans, being uneducated on topics we bring up since 2013. Well, I mean, it doesn't... Why Why not? I mean, nobody else takes the time and energy to, to you know, be educated about their topics before they talk about them in the media. <laughs> board shenanigans, doing what everybody else in the media does about educating themselves on their own topics. Since 2013. Oh, and, 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 and speaking of being educated, I was pretty close. Uh, Apatosaurus was the actual name of the Brontosaurus. You really went and looked up the dinosaur thing? Well, I wanted to be correct, unlike us normally. <laughs> like we just finished talking about. <laughs> I had to, I had to be right, even though we just talked about how we love to be wrong. <laughs> like, like, oh. Well, I didn't want like the paleontologist breaking down my door. <laughs> 
I didn't want to be boycotted by the paleontologist group. It's a very large group of our listeners. <laughs> right? Like, And there's no bones about it. <laughs> Poor Chenanigan, the first podcast for paleontologists. <laughs> That's right. We see you, the guy drove in your car, finally got to work at the Dinosaur Museum, because... That's obviously what it's called, <laughs> but um, I see you in there cleaning oh, yeah. the sa- the saber tooth tiger's cl- uh, teeth. For the sh- uh, sure, because I'm sure that that happens. <laughs> well, I mean, you don't want them to get plaque. <laughs> Imagine that guy that goes home to his wife and's like, "Oh, how was your day today? Oh, it sucked. Fucking inspe- you know the the corporate inspections coming up, so I had to clean the fucking saber tooth tiger's teeth." And John was the last one to do it, and he doesn't even give a shit. So there's cobwebs and all kinds of shit. Like, can you like how many people get to say that they did that? See, I wasn't sure where you were going with this. Like, like I came home, my wife was was planning to do something sexy for me, so she dressed up like a dinosaur, <laughs> and I'm like, "Honey, that's all I see all day." I mean, it's like a doctor coming home seeing his wife dressed like a sexy nurse. <laughs> the last thing you want. <laughs> oh, well, I don't know why that's where my brain went. Well, and but... we, we missed the obvious reference of, uh, so there I was in the, the saber-toothed tiger, you know, needed his teeth cleaned and it came heffalumping in, into the, into the, the dinosaur museum. You know, fat ladies everywhere in the dinosaur museum. Oh. Like, <laughs> I realized halfway through, I wasn't, sure I, was, yeah, I wasn't either. In my head, I wanted to make a married with children joke involving dinosaurs. What came out of my mouth was not really a married with children joke involving dinosaurs. So, this is your chance at home to insert a married with children dinosaur joke in place of what I just flummoxed and said. So, enjoy that, pretend that's what happened, and let's move on to what Brewer was saying. Now, what were you saying? <laughs> I just thought, instead of, I didn't realize it was going to be married with children, I thought it was going to be Winnie the Pooh you were doing. <laughs> like, and then, like, as I left the saber-toothed tiger, it said, TTFM, ta-ta for now, and pimped away. <laughs> yeah, I realized I said half a lump halfway through, and that really kind of fucking threw my whole thought process off. You know, you know how it is. You're sitting there talking, half a lump sneak in. You don't know what to do about it. Well, they're gonna get all over your woozles. <laughs> oh, I have Did not heard. Woozly? I don't know. I have not turned the term woozles in quite some time. Uh, <laughs> I've heard it pr- pretty recently. It's a name I used to dance under. <laughs> Please welcome to the stage, Woozle. <laughs> whoa, Black Betty, bow, blow, whoa. Uh. <laughs> oh, God, that's so funny. Like, oh, what? your costume be if you danced under the name Woozle? Like, please, let's go down this road for a minute. <laughs> let's chase this Woozle for a minute? <laughs> well, I, I, um, what did the Woozles look like? <laughs> they were like gangsta weasels, right? Sure. Oh. Well, the, 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 the Woozle is obviously, um, my penis, so I put little ears on it. 
Then you don't shave. <laughs> It'd be funny, like you go, you dance to the you, you dance to the woozle, but you but you come out and like you're dressed up like Tigger or something. And there's like the one guy in the back, like boo, you're doing it wrong. That's not a woozle. Like what are you? Like he's heckling, he's heckling your man dancing, and not on your man dancing merit, but no, 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 on your costuming. Which, I wonder if that happens to strippers. Do they get heckled on their costume? Like, people are like, <laughs> no, even better. Somebody gets confused and thinks it's a fashion show. And so they're like, what are you doing, honey? You can't, you can't have all that leather and the skimpy class. Why are you dancing? Turn around and go to the, let the next one go. Because apparently this is what a fashion designer sounds like. But, you know. I don't believe that's what a fashion designer sounds like at all. <laughs> Obviously, I am out of touch with the fashion industry. I mean, that's more like, you know, that's Jimmy Peter, the reporter from the news agency, interviewing the fashion designer. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Like, say, Mac, how's this fashion show? The girls wearing clothes there? <laughs> Why is the music up so loud? I've heard girls, 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 and pour some sugar on me so many times today. Uh... <laughs> You know, someone someone should be like a jackass in a strip club sometime and like like request cashmere or something and then go get a lap dance <laughs> or shine on you crazy diamond. <laughs> oh, that'd be funny. So it's like thirty minutes. They're like, "Good lord, I'm tired." It's like, "No, no, you have to do it for the whole entire song." Oh, that would be funny. That would be really funny. <laughs> I just looked up pictures of heffalumps and woozles. What does a woozle look like? Tell everybody at home what a woozle looks like. I don't. You know, it's been so long. I forgot this, but. They are pretty damn creepy looking. So, uh... Um, so, in case you didn't remember, I'm going to send you a picture. And it will go up in the show notes so that a woozle can haunt your nightmares because, Jesus Christ, that thing's creepy looking. Wow. Yeah, like, I understand why Winnie the Pooh had such problems. Like that, Yeah, yeah, that's 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 a thing. Like, I, 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 yeah, huh. So, that, that, prepare for that to haunt your nightmares. Oh, holy fuck! Wait. No, oh, oh god, oh god. Check this one out instead. Welcome to us sending pictures to each other. Yeah, apparently, like, I see it's from DeviantArt, so it's gotta be awesome. Oh, that's a, wow, that one's really creepy. (laughs) You know what it actually looks like? It looks like the dog from, uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. I, man, I don't, I don't even have an opinion of what I'm looking at. (laughs) Oh, so, other, other (laughs) thing I forgot to bring up before we got heffalumped and woozled. Uh. I mean, I remember, I, I, I'm still on this, cause I'm like, I'm looking, I'm on Google Images, which, um, I, I'm looking at some of these pictures, and they're stirring memories of, like, seeing them in the past, but I don't remember them looking as creepy as they do now. Is that because, like, as a child, you're, like, partially high all the time anyways, so it's not that weird? Or? You know, I honestly kind of think that maybe some shit's, like, just kind of drawn a little, like, maybe it's supposed to be more striking to kids, and it's, like, generally just creepier. Or maybe it's like... Son of a fuck! Oh, sorry, that one... You're gonna get another one. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, this is obviously not from the show, but it's just creepy as hell. Uh, Okay. This is definitely passing the uncanny valley. (laughs) Holy crap! The the elephant... The elephant looks like the the elephants from whenever Dumbo got drunk. (laughs) Um, sure. I don't know if I recall that, but... Yeah, but like, seriously, though, I don't remember it being... 
this creepy. Well, maybe, maybe in your uh, as you've gotten older, you've realized like what evil misdeeds and nefar- nefarious problems that a woozle and a heffalump could cause. I mean, I guess that was their point was that they were supposed to be like you know poo's nightmares, but I might have them myself. Yes, <laughs> I might poo myself. Uh. I think I, in fact, I think I just pooed myself on this. Podcast. I I know what the name of this episode is going to be. I just pooed myself. Ah. <laughs> uh. That's right. That joke was funny in second grade. It's funny in your in your mid twenties. It'll probably be funny forever. So uh. <laughs> it's gonna be very confusing to the audience when they're like, "What the hell?" I just pooed myself. Oh, oh man! I don't know why this is. It should it shouldn't be that funny. Uh, well, I'm out of stuff now. <laughs> oh, hey, what's the, uh, <laughs> hey man, what what's that over there? Is it a metamorphic stone rising from the blackness of neg- negative Earth? Is it a towering behemoth of monstrosity brought down by extraterrestrial powers, or a giant monolith of death hellbent on annihilation of humankind, time, and all matter? No, 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 no. It's Cody actually stepping into the modern age and getting a smartphone. That's right. You heard it here first, people. I actually have a smartphone that can do things beyond crappily text and and beyond crappily crappily struggle. I it's. It's it's so wonderful to actually have stepped into mo- modern age. So, Ernie, all those funny pictures you send me, I can actually read them now because they're on a bigger screen. Like I can connect to the internet at my leisure. And finally, my ironic beard goes with my iPhone. So, no more does anybody have have to like. D- can you get this? No, no, no. I can get everything. So it's actually kind of awesome. I was really scared of it, and I do still feel like a caveman looking at fire for the first time because I can't figure out how to do a lot of shit on it, but it's pretty goddamn awesome. Yeah, I... I hipster. You bought into the marketing scheme pushed upon you by by billions of dollars spent to manipulate your mind. Uh... What are you gonna do start now? Voting Republican? <laughs> Aren't Fords nice? Pepperidge Farms remembers. Um... That's funny. No. You know, I would, I would, I would sit here and bitch at you, but I am so busy driving my Ford and with my Reagan bumper sticker on it, and listening to music on my iPhone, that I really don't care. That's right, board shenanigans, endorsing endorsing what everybody else does, and committing apathy, even though we bitch about it on a constant basis. Yeah. Man, I almost feel that there's... I don't know why I'm telling you this during the show, but I almost feel we could do an entire show about social media and stuff like that brainwashing the masses yeah i actually think we could too no all in all like on stay tuned honestly it was one of those things like our phone bill was pretty high and like madison went to go talk to him well that's because you're getting on the internet on a phone no well uh, anyway um our, our phone bill was kind of high and like honestly like madison was the only one with a smartphone like everybody else that was on our plan had regular phones and so she went and talked to him and it was actually a better deal we spend the same we can't get it cheaper we spend the same amount of money and so basically what has happened is what I've always said was going to happen. When does Cody get a smartphone? Whenever the stu- like whenever smartphones are so commonplace that it's cheaper to have one. Pretty much what happened. So I I get to reap the benefits of, you know, my wife getting one and 
her brother upgrading, so I have his old one, which is still pretty awesome, because it's an iPhone 5, which apparently it's not quite what an iPhone 5 SQR of it blah, blah, is, but I'm pretty content with it. Oh, yeah, because, you know, the latest one is always well, the best pretty one, much, you know? but... I love, you know... Apple's policies of putting stuff in a phone and then selling you with the same exact phone but with a new letter and now activating something that they had in it from the beginning. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, dude. I like I can sit here. I, Which yes, that happened in the iPhone two. Like but, so I can sit here and I could fuss it. and I could bitch about it and I see it and I totally get it. But dude, like I kind of am actually enjoying being able to do some of the shit I can do on it. Like it has very much benefited me out like at work, for instance. It's kind of nice to have it because have an incredibly fragile phone when you're doing construction work. Uh no, actually, I was saying it's actually pretty awesome because it has a scientific calculator built into it, and and so uh, I was actually ru- I was actually running for- running formulas while we were running pipe for work today, which is kind of cool. So you know, they're kind of they're kind of shit. So it's kind of nice. <laughs> Uh, so uh i don't know i i'm enjoying it i like actually i've actually i don't know that it's worth all the hullabaloo but like i'm kind of glad that it's at least commonplace enough where it's like feasible to me so i'm kind of enjoying it i don't know i don't feel like i should pay money for (laughs) hell i have a 1.5 meg connection on my on my house internet i don't feel the need to spend extra for a separate internet that i can only use on a phone okay but here's the thing if it was the exact same price you wouldn't take it like like if I if I got fast internet and it came with phone internet. No, if uh, okay, like or the situation I was in where it was like I can spend X amount of money for the existing, or I can spend the same amount because it's not going to get any cheaper. And it was av- like it's not getting. Well, it gets cheaper if you don't text too. Not anymore. <laughs> like it's included into every plan, dude. We just have minutes. That's it. Well, probably because you're grandfathered in under an old. But like now, if you go to do it, it's all inclusive. Um, the only thing is different is data. But anyway, the way that ours was, the way that it sat was, uh, you had like, you weren't going to get, you weren't going to get it cheaper. So you can either keep doing what you're doing or you can have better shit. And frankly, I kind of enjoyed it. It's kind of nice to have it. And, oh, and I also got to take this awesome picture at work today. It was a, um, uh, electric, like caution, electric fence sign on a wooden fence, which made my goddamn day. (laughs) That's pretty funny. So, uh. Things like that. You know, it's that, it's that rare electric wood. <laughs> <laughs> you, you get it from trees that grow in the Thunder Plains. <laughs> well, it's one of those things that, like, probably would not be as funny to me if I was not an electrician. Like, because it's just like, oh, 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 the audacity. Like, outrageous claims. That's not even possible. Wood's not conductive at all. <laughs> like... <laughs> Like, you know, it was, it was, it was funny because it was like all four of us were looking at it. We're like, this doesn't make sense at all. What a ridiculous thing. That, no. Like, you guys, come on. So. Who does that? Oh, go put an out of order sign on it. Mm, good call. I may do that next time when we're over there because we're going to be at the property for a while. Uh. <laughs> Because that'd be even funnier. Because you'd be like, well, obviously. Uh, oh, other thing that's co- actually just out of order. That electric fence would be funny. Uh, which actually, other thing that's coming up. Which uh, all of you out home, yes, everybody, all the people of Podcastia and Podcastlandia, everybody out there, like all of you, prepare yourself because are you stalling for time? Well, I, kinda, I was, I was making sure that everybody was fully prepared for it. So, is everybody fully prepared for it? Um, Brent, Brent, actually, Team Blasting Game is getting together with Team Jeems this weekend. We're meeting at the halfway point of Abilene. So, uh, I guess, one, if you want to join us this weekend, which, yes, come back from the past and join us, or come back from the future and join us in the past, because the first, the first, uh, podcast that advocates time travel, but also, yep. um, 
we're uh, prepare for things from that because I don't think it's possible for us to get for a key member of the Rogues Gallery to get together and really honestly my co-host of the To Go episodes to to get together and us not have Tom Fooligan. So uh prepare yourself for that. Yeah. Indeed. We have to go around and and to parade the town and fill, <laughs> paint the town BS. <laughs> right. <laughs> What's the color of BS? Oh, you know. White, apparently. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're definitely a pretty monochromatic bunch around here, <laughs> with a slight tinge of brown. <laughs> yeah, there's. A... I'm talking about you, Ernie. <laughs> That's right. You're the one. You're the one brown speckle in our white oatmeal. I don't know if oatmeal's really white in our white in our milk. Yes, you're 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 the brown speckle in our milk. I don't really know that you never know where it actually comes from. It's you're, you're like, and you have to make that big decision. Like, do I still drink the milk? Do I not drink the milk? There's something in it, but you know, I mean, milk's relatively clean, and the glass was clean beforehand, so maybe I can just fish it out. Which, whenever you drink it, all it comes down to is Ernie still gets inside of you. Whoa. Uh, what you just witnessed there, dear listeners, was Cody failing on a joke and Brewer magically throwing a lifesaver out to him and saving the joke. So, like, like, as opposed to turning it on him, he saved it. So, <laughs> apparently you're the one that's actually on this week, not me. The, the Cody Tron 5000 is powering down, quick! <laughs> Kill all humans. Kill all humans. So- Quick, somebody put a magnet on him! <laughs> Jimmy cracked corn and I don't care. Jimmy cracked corn and I don't care. And yes, Jarrett, that will be your Futurama <laughs> reference for this podcast. Stay tuned next week for another one, and why not Zoyberg? <laughs> Fuck you, I was going to say that. <laughs> well, I almost went good news, everyone, but I, 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 I struck, I actually thought that was where you would go. Uh, no, cause I was, cause you were going to do that spiel and I was going to like, why not Zoidberg? Uh, oh, hey man, let me rock you with something. Zoidberg? <laughs> other than, other than rock lobsters. Um, <laughs> space lobsters. <laughs> so, okay. So, what, whatever, whatever it is, like, uh, asteroid coming to Earth, zombies taking over the planet, uh, va- vampire ogres annihilating the president, shit hits the fan. Whatever it is, like, what, whatever big thing that bl- blows up and melts and unit busies all over the place, what's, what's your plan? What's your move? Well, I mean, I, I do think it does kind of matter a little bit on what causes it. Because I mean, I don't know if you can do anything during like the when the robots uprise, and uh, other than you know start serving your your m- mechanical overlords. Oh, you don't you don't think that uh, you can uh, just like send wave after wave of your own men at them until they reach their preset kill limit? Oh, see, what I figured I would do is just you know blot out the sun but with clouds so they have no source of energy anymore. That was a much more reasonable. Uh, <laughs> that's much more reasonable than mine. Because <laughs> I'm still referencing Futurama over here. Well, I just referenced the Matrix. I know. So. so. But it was the good one. Um, yeah, the one. Yeah. So anyway, anyway, so like, ro- roll with <laughs> me on this. So okay, fine. Um, I guess like since zombie craze is in full effect, what's your zombie plan? All right, let's. Okay, let's. We'll do that. Um, what is my zombie plan with all the zombie craze? Well, the first thing is, I mean, we all have you know a you know an apocalypse re- readiness bag already packed, right? So first thing is you you grab that, and then you just take everything. You pretty much take everything feasibly possible that you have in your house and, and stick it in your in, in said vehicle you know with just the hopes that you can get somewhere with it um is the, the biggest plan i feel and i i definitely think you need to hit you need to, you need to try to hit a store or something on the way but 
I, I, I feel the best bet was you had to try to choose a store that no one's going to really think of as far as as a first strike look. Because, I mean, you know, your Walmarts and your stuff like that are going to be just swamped and crazy. And people are going to be killing themselves all over the place and killing each other all over the place. And so you need to hit, a, hit something that somewhere no one would think about. I'm not going to say it because then people will think about it. Um, and I say, yeah, the, probably the best bet is to is, is to head out into, into the woods for a while or, you know, a place devoid of, of human contact for... Hang out there for, I don't know, a few months or two for everything to kind of start to die down a little bit. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> and uh, for all the heffalumps and woozles to, to kill themselves off. <laughs> God knows if there's a zombie heffalump woozle uprising, pray for us all. That'd be the scariest motherfucking thing ever. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, I think that's definitely a, a big plan. And then, and then I think, I mean, I mean, then it's time to start, you know, building your your beacon of humanity your 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 last best hope for survival but by that i mean i'll have to construct gladstone which is i think a fairly easy task i mean if you can find a nice you know pre-built structure or two out there that's a good place to set up you know something something useful you know maybe you'll come across some some sort of you know uh, warehouse type building or something good you know nice stable structure to start with that you can fortify and then expand from there because which and by expand i mean you, you make a run back into the cities and go to th- and get things that no, no one's going to take. I mean, think of all the bags of concrete that are just going to be sitting there that no one's going to think to take. So you can start building walls because, you know, zombies have a hard time getting over walls. Until there's a lot of them and they can just, you know, walk on top of the backs of their others. But, you know. Because really it's something like a zombie apocalypse. It's not really the zombies you have to worry about past, like, the first month or two. It's the other people. It's the, you know, it's it's the generic crazies. You know, whatever you have. Your slavers, your raiders, your... You know, your your looters, cannibals. Not to be confused with your zombies. Well, yeah, yeah, because, I mean, obviously there's going to be a big cult of people who... They're going to start worshipping the zombies as the, as the ultimate means that they're going to start eating people while they're alive, right? Oh, you, go, come on. You know you're going to see something like that. Yes, because in the inevitable zombie apocalypse, there, there there's no way... No way! That somebody wouldn't do that. Yeah! Well, so... I mean, and then obviously the the next next appropriate task is you know to for your rating of cities and stuff like that you have you have to get yourself a really cool car and uh, mount weaponry and armor onto it. It's a very important important aspect because you don't want to be kept caught unguarded. But yeah, I mean, I think that's basically the the plan. I would say is you know you you be nomadic for as long as you need to be until stuff gets calms down, and then you find a place and fortify, and you keep yourself kind of you know insular, a nice a group of people that you can trust. Uh, people with specific skills that'd be helpful. I mean, things along those lines. I, I'm, I'm sure you know a mechanic would always be nice, nice to have. Doctors, things like that. Try to get yourself, build yourself a core group of important people that you would bring on an away mission if this was Star Trek. Grab people like that, and then you know keep it very insular and only to the the essential people until you're ready to make your presence known to the world by you know lighting up your entire town day and night so you can tell if zombies are coming in or if anybody's coming by. At that time, you need to have a good defense force of vehicles covered in guns. And the very most important thing is, you have to make sure, you have to, start, you can even start doing this now. Write yourself some really cool lines to say. You know, you're going to need some inspirational speeches, you're going to need some, like, quick one-lighters right after you shot a zombie in the head. Because you can't always just yell, boom, headshot. You have to come up with something clever, I mean, don't want to get stuck in the middle of that. I mean, because, you know, everybody is going to be screaming the ever cl- the ever classic of, like, we got this! We got this by the ass! Everybody's going to be pulling that line from Day of the Dead. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Dawn so of the you, Dead, you... Dawn of the Dead. Before you start flaming me, it's Dawn of the Dead. So, yeah, I think that's a very important, important aspect of the apocalypse. Cool one-liners that scare away bad guys. Well, I guess I have a slightly different approach. Like, um, 
On the one hand, I have to say, anybody that has a definite survival plan, whether it's your RV with your potable water, or your, or whatever, you're fucking crazy when shit hits the fan in your stocked bunker of whatever, um... I think that's the biggest hole of bullshit on the planet because anybody that has a definite plan when absolute mayhem hits is fucking lying. If the person that's going to survive is the one that can adapt to the situation. And I know it's all like topical and cool to talk about the what happens when if thing, but that's seriously my opinion and I will always think that. I have yet to be persuaded otherwise. So, if we're going so, zone, some of us sit around and think about this a lot. So, well, <laughs> if you couldn't tell from all that. But uh I uh, I kind of made that um i think it's who adapts i don't think it's who has a plan i i I really don't think i don't think it's you know what i mean i think you do what you can do you do your best you can do and you get you know i mean but seriously it's the one that adapts and doesn't makes the best decision with what they're presented it's not the it's not the person that i I guess let me put it this way from a realistic sense yes i have an oh shit bag but the oh shit bag is more from the aspect of oh a natural disaster or something the oh shit bag is not like is not like oh here come you know here comes the zombie uprising. See what happens if I if the zombie uprising happens, and this is Plan Six, which I'll give to you. Actually, this is Plan Six B because we have a well documented list of like zombie plans because it's such an inevitable inevitable thing. Um, oh yeah, I mean the CDC's talked about it, so obviously right. But uh, anyway, so hey, remember the remember those th- stuff in Florida a while a couple years back. Uh, the bath salts. Yeah, I, I know. I know what you were going with. Oh, yes, I do remember that. Yeah, that's a well. Oh, I forgot, almost forgot about that, but it's so topical and related so well to the thing we're talking about. You can it in- did. You can insert that into there, so I sound enthused. Um, and then not insert that in there where I sound enthused because it's funnier whenever we say we're going to edit things and we don't edit them, and then we call ourselves out on not editing the things that we said we were going to edit. Enjoy that in the final cut. <laughs> Uh, but <laughs> don't worry, I'll cut it out. We all know what that means. Uh, <laughs> anyways, I'll stop now. So my zombie plan is: you go north, north to Alaska, like John Wayne. The reason you go north is one lower population, so less zombies. But think about it: if you go north, it's it's colder. The zombies are gonna move slower, so you have a better chance of getting away from them. But, but, there's fewer zombies, and the only ones that are zombies move slow. What else li- What else lives in, in Alaska? Santa Claus! No, he lives in the North Pole. Oh. This is, this is real time. We don't have time for your fake thing bullshit. <laughs> oh. So, I thought you were gonna go live with Santa and help him. Build, well, what build if he's toys. a zombie? What if he's zombie Santa? Santa couldn't be a zombie because he's already immortal. <laughs> so he can't die. Well, then he would be the undead immortal, the immortal undead. Because yeah, he can't. Because you have to die first to be a zombie. <laughs> Come on, man. Now we might have to worry about his elves. I don't know what elf reproductions like, but I imagine it's something like hamsters. You know where they drop a litter. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> I like the debate of like the logic of Santa Claus. <laughs> Zombie. That's really funny to me. Oh man! Listen out there. Weigh in on this important topic. Could or could not Santa become a zombie? I say no. <laughs> I say most definitely yay. Um, <laughs> but anyways, 
it's really funny to me. Uh, so, so zombies are slow. Zombies are slower. They they can you can outrun them easier. There's fewer of them. But this is where polar bears are key to this. Polar bears are one of the few animals that actually will stalk and hunt a man based upon his smell because they perceive him as less of a threat. So what you're gonna do is you're gonna yeah, yeah I mean yeah they'll follow you anywhere. Like you fly home from Alaska, there'll be a, a polar bear three rows back in the plane watching you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the fir- the first animal that's ever had stalking charges on it. That's how deadly polar bears are. Uh, that's why they're on the way towards Mexico right now. <laughs> you think you can get away from them. No, 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 no. They'll answer the door with a floppy hat and some tequila. <laughs> Me soul on fire, feeling hot, hot, hot. That one's for you, Brent. Enjoy it. Drink it in like the tequila he's holding in his bear paw. Um. Anyways, so... Polar bears will hunt the slow-moving, which are even slower in the cold, zombies, and which will leave you free and clear from their polar bear attacks. So, the zombies will be running from polar bears, or being eaten by polar bears, or eating polar bears. There will be a zombie-polar bear war upon wars, in which you can just kick back, enjoy the solitude, enjoy the snow, make some snowmen and an igloo, and, you know, there you go. And they, move, and they put new snowmen next to other people's snowmen so they don't, so they're confused. <laughs> exactly. So, that's my zombie plan. Which, I, you know, I, I'm i not really convinced that, that polar bears would attack zombies, though. Partially because I don't know if polar bears are, are really scavengers, and, and the simple the smell of a zombie might won't smell like a man. But see how well preserved would they be in the cold, huh? Huh? There's that, and what, I mean, you know, zombies, you know, tend to herd up occasionally. And, I mean, a, a polar bear coming across a herd of zombies is probably going to run. And what if this is one of those really crappy movies where animals can become zombies too, and then you have zombie polar bears after you? <laughs> but they would immediately... But this is not one of those crappy movies, this is real. So, <laughs> that... we don't have to worry about that, I guess. Well, that would immediately... That would immediately... <laughs> That would immediately uh, mean that they would no longer be interested in you. They would only be interested in other polar bears. There's not a very big growing season in in us in, in Austria. <laughs> Probably not there either. But Alaska is what I was trying to talk about. <laughs> you know, Cody, the great country of Austria. <laughs> We're all going to move there. <laughs> so we can all get to the chopper now! <laughs> I-, I figured the Nazis would protect us. Uh, They're always coming up with crazy schemes to get those damn allies. Yeah, that's what Russia thought. They thought the zo- they thought they, yeah, so they thought the zombies, <laughs> the Nazis would protect them too. But uh, we all see how that worked out. Oh, and, and I guess we see what happens when when Nazis try to k- chase people through the cold. They slow down and. <laughs> Start fighting amongst themselves and their heads explode. See, I don't, I don't think that it's, uh, I don't think it was that part. I think it was they were so busy on getting to the moon that they, uh, you know, they didn't have time. For- oh yeah, I mean, yeah, cause, yeah, they, they, they spent all this time getting to the moon before us so they can create their, their base there so that they'll invade in a hundred years. Yeah. Uh, this is well known fact. Cody. Of course. <laughs> like, yeah. like, Not, I mean, remember a while, remember about two years ago when scientists say that they were going to, you know, launch a rocket at the moon to collect moon dust particles by exploding a bomb on it? That's not what they were doing. They were attacking the Nazi moon base on the far side of it. It was the UN space fleet. But, you know, they, they they didn't realize that the Nazis instituted a particle shield. So it's still there, waiting. It's written down on the internet. It must be true. <laughs> yeah. I, I had fun with that conspiracy theory. Yeah, that's actually probably... It's probably my favorite. The Nazi mood base is probably my favorite conspiracy theory. Oh, see, I, I, see now I'm, I'm sitting here trying to think of, like, what what is my favorite one? Uh, I mean, I do like how many, how many of them are, um... The communist fluoridation of water? 
Oh, that's probably my second favorite. See, I, I, kind of, I kind of like the, um, I like the whole like, what is it, reptiles run the world thing. I think. Oh that yeah, one's the pretty, reptilian plot. I think that one's pretty interesting. Um, uh, that's probably my third. Oh, uh, let's see. It's a little less believable. The Area Fifty One, the Area Fifty One one kind of intrigues me a little bit. Um, well, no, see, Cody, what you really, Area 51 is just a cover. What you really need to be worried about is areas 1 through 50. Are, are you, you going to blow some dust off of that one? Because I think you've said that every time. Actually, in the entire history of our friendship. Because it's, because it's a very important thing, Cody, and you have to be prepared for this. <laughs> well, I have a plan. I'm going to go, I'm going to go to the cold and get away from the zombies. That's my plan for all things. Uh, all things. <laughs> you know. But, but Cody, the, the worst thing is you're going to be too close to harp there. <laughs> uh. Which is probably responsible for creating the zombies. Oh, man. Forgot about harp, didn't you? I did. I actually did. See, yeah, but yeah, but I guess what I was getting at before conspiracy theories happened was, would you want a, a little bit larger of a growing season than what... After a while, the supermarkets are going to run out of, you know, Twinkies and, and canned corn. Well, but see, that's why you, I mean, obviously, because the polar bears are so busy at their war with the uh, <laughs> with the zombies, they're not going to be hunting the fish. So there you go. Or or, or, well, I mean, or the caribou. A man can't live on fish alone. Or the caribou. Yeah, I was like, man, Cody, the fish, you're going to get too much mercury in your diet. Well, that's why I think, which I mean, I guess, you know, I, I guess there's a lot of trees up there, too. And I mean, it's awfully cold, though, so you have to worry about the cold yourself. I think, like... You know, Middle America is probably the best place. Also, low population, uh, farmland, trees for for lumber and 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 power sources and heat. I mean, because I know that's one thing I have is is my is my oh shit folder, which <laughs> has has stuff like you know how to make a, a charcoal water filter in it and a wood gas generator, things along those lines. Handy little like oh hey do this or don't don't forget the the, the many uses of steel wool. Important little tips, because I don't know about you. I plan to have electricity in the apocalypse. I'd I'd tell you, but uh, I don't I don't want I don't want to you know I don't want to go any further and divulge my plan. Uh-huh. <laughs> is your plan for power a lot a lot more insidious? I mean, there's obviously you go grab solar panels off those little off those like sh- street lights. Uh, and actually, honestly, that's another one of my big pet peeves, which. Not even, not even with, uh, which this is kind of going off topic a little bit, which I know everybody's freaking out back home, like, oh god, no, I needed to know more about Shit Hits the Fan cast. Um, like, what happens when they put- Don't worry, I'm sure it'll come up many more times in this, in this podcast run. Uh, right. But, uh, what- Hey, we may or may not have almost wrote a book about this once. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. One day. <laughs> yeah, one day that's going to be a series of episodes. Uh, but, uh, anyways, so, uh, one of the things that really frustrates me, not even with, like, the shit hits the fan or disaster plan, but, like, whenever people tell everybody their crap, like, okay. Well, that's why I didn't divulge that one piece earlier. Well, right, right, but I'm just saying, like, <laughs> we're on a podcast, please, like, we can do what we want. I'm, t- I'm totally kidding. Um, but, no, I, that actually drives me crazy whenever people have, like, a, oh, if my home's invaded plan, or, you know, things that are practical to have, and they tell everybody that. I think that's... Because then you can be prepared to, for it, I yeah. think it's really and, stupid to tell people that kind of shit. Like, do, okay, like, oh, hey, the, the how... 
there's a like problem at the house, and I know people have like a rendezvous point. Like, oh hey, if you can't get a hold of everybody, or there's like something wrong with the house, don't go in the house. If it looks like the lights are on, always help you go meet somewhere else, and you, that kind of shit. An alpha site. Like, I, I I don't think that that's that's a smart move to tell that shit to everybody. I I really don't. I think it's really really stupid. Like, I don't even think it's smart whenever people have a concealed handgun license to tell people. I I, I would not tell any. I think my wife would be the only one that would know, and possibly one or two other people. But, I mean, if I, like, I might have one. You only tell the people that need to know. Like, yeah. I might have one now, but you wouldn't know, you wouldn't know it listening that, listening to me. Like, the minute, the minute you doubt either direction, that's perfect. You should know. I, I feel like that's a really foolish thing for people to just divulge crap like this, cause it's not meant to be publicized. Like, I know there's that show that's like a big hit right now. Well, then why'd you bring it up, Cody? <laughs> because we had to talk about something. Um, no, 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 no. I mean more. Of a, yeah, you definitely got me on that one. But uh, because zombies' ears don't work, we can say what we need. Um, but uh, <clears throat> like one, I know there's that like um, oh doomsday preppers show that like is some gigantic hit right now. And that is the dumbest goddamn thing you can do. Like, hey, person with a cable television camera, come into my house where people that live around me might know where it is. Look at all the crap that I have so that if such shit does hit such fan, then everybody knows where to go. It's. It, I think it's one of the dumber things you can possibly do. So, yeah. really... I, in fact, there was an episode of The Twilight Zone about that, I believe. So, if you have a shit hits the fan, if you have a home invasion plan, if you have a, I lost my underwear and I need to get a new... If you poop yourself at work and you gotta go, like, whatever. <laughs> if you push yourself... <laughs> <laughs> you maybe for that plan you shouldn't divulge it with anybody with that many people just saying yeah you know cody i wish i would have came up with like a, when i poo myself plan because that would have really helped out in this podcast oh <laughs> uh, my poo myself plan is kind of messy and i don't really feel like getting all getting getting into it uh it's kind of a sticky situation every Everybody might be a little uncomfortable, <laughs> you know those types of things. There's a lot of honey. <laughs> There's a rabbit that's kind of an asshole that nobody talks about it until they get older. You know those kinds of things. There's a really sad donkey. Yeah, would would somebody please get E or some help from a psychiatrist? He's obviously bipolar. No, he's gonna kill himself in one of these episodes soon. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> and stop listening to the owl. He's not that wise. Who? <laughs> the owl? Who? Like he doesn't even know how many he doesn't even know how many licks it takes to get into the center of a frickin' uh, tootsie pop. Who? You're not gonna play along. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I thought we were done with that joke, but apparently, uh, oh man, and I fucked up too. I mi- I missed the obvious like who reference here. I God, I fucked that up. Like like that they're on first. Well, I was actually gonna go with either like like who are you? Yeah, it was gonna either be that or it was gonna be like you know, you know, teenage wasteland or something. I was gonna go to some hit you uh. some Bob O'Reilly, but I was not quick enough on my feet. 
but I can tell all the people about it. So that's right. This is your chance again to play at home. What Cody should have said. Insert a who reference. A who the band. A who's on first. A doctor who reference. Whatever it works best for you. Insert that and enjoy it in place of the things that I said. Yeah, well, I'm, realistically, the podcast would be better if you just play that game all the time. <laughs> and it always comes back to that. That and dinosaurs. <laughs> well, my plan was to confuse you with that one, so I guess I succeeded. <laughs> That's right, calling myself out on getting confused and dinosaurs. That's your running jokes of the podcast If for those keeping score at home. <laughs> and heffalumps and woozles. <laughs> oh man. Oh, uh, so I know I'm I know I'm kind of backtracking here and everyone at it's home. It's probably a very important thing to do at this point. And and everyone is like just so amazed and like flummoxed at why I would do such. But while we were talking about weird conspiracy theories, I just looked up wacky conspiracy theories. I think I found my new favorite one, where I'm going to research this off, off the cast, because just this little, this little snippet does not, does not, I feel, do this justice. So I'm gonna read this to everyone. So, enjoy this. Um, uh, apparently, if this is the, the Garden of Eden is hidden under Kansas City and inhabited by Nazis, is a conspiracy theory. No! Really? <laughs> okay. Uh, People have wasted a lot of time and energy to find the Garden of Eden. Wasted because it probably doesn't exist in a literal sense. If it does, it's guarded by immortal beings with a sword of fire. Oh, and because it's already been discovered 800 miles below Jackson City, Missouri. Well, that's at least according to this theory, which also states it's currently inhabited by aliens and members of the Nazi party. The idea is... Whoa, aliens and Nazis at the same time cohabit... Wait, are they fighting each other or are they cohabitating? I don't know. I've got to look more into this. But the idea is an offshoot of the Hollow Earth theory we've... Uh, we've covered elsewhere, combined with uh, combined with a load of Christian imagery, UFO lore, and seemingly anything else that occurred to the author during the late night drinking session. In essence, it's a perfect mix of conspiracy theories, a load of self-contradictory nonsense that flies in the face of both established science and established B- Bible scholarship. The only thing it lacks <laughs> is the assertion that the lead biblical carry is some sort of a weird space alien. So, uh, I'm, I, I need to look at, oh god, it's like, this is not just an article, this is like a whole PDF file of this. Oh my god, <laughs> I, I am going to have to, that's right folks, stay, yeah. stay tuned as Cody looks into the R Living Hollow Earth theory, which is the, uh, Nazi aliens that inhabit the Garden of Eden. You will know more yeah. about this. Yeah, okay, yeah. Stay tuned for the next episode, which is going to be Conspiracy Cast, it sounds like. <laughs> I'm suspicious of that name. Oh. Well, we are obviously shills for, for Big Pharma and Big Government and Big Ag and B- Big Big and Mr. Big and the Big Lebowski. I do like the Big Lebowski, because uh, nobody fucks with the Jesus, man. Uh, apparently nobody fucks with this Jesus because he's got the you know the SS on his side. <laughs> well, I mean, obviously, I mean, why? It makes perfect sense. For... <laughs> I just, I'm so glad. Well, he was killed by Jews, so he was pissed, and I just, I, I've got to read. Like, I'm fucking sick. Wow, if the NSA wasn't looking, <laughs> speaking of conspiracies, if the NSA. Oh wait, no, they're doing this. If the NSA wasn't already watching us, they're going to be really confused by this internet history. Like, wow, this guy's looked at woozles, heffalumps, dinosaurs, and not Nazi alien uh, Garden of Eden conquests. Like, what the hell? Um, yeah, you're yeah, you're not going to be able to get on a plane soon. 
don't look up anything about planes. Oh, that's funny. Oh, thank you, Google, for making our podcast possible. Making th- making us be able to look up things mid-show and drastically change the direction in which we were going. Yeah, uh, that is a, a thing for sure. Oh, my God, this is amazing. Oh, I've got to put this away, or I'm going to sit here and read this and not talk on the show anymore. <laughs> yeah, send me a link to this at some point. Oh, yeah, I'll open it in Skype right now. Oh my lord. And I'll see if I can come up with something equally as wacky for next week. This is, this is pretty wacky, dude. I'll try to come up with something equally wacky that doesn't reference Dr. Strangelove. Oh, I don't know, I don't know if that's possible. Which, did you know the whole thing with, uh, like, Dr. Strangelove where they, I actually just learned this, where they edited it out where it used to say, it used to say it's a good day to die in Dallas, but they had to change it because JFK died the week it was, yeah. And so it says yeah, it's a good day to yeah, die in Vegas. Yeah, they did that, and there was this whole scene at the end where there was originally a pie fight scene at the end of that movie. Yeah, I knew that, but I didn't know about the Dallas one, which I was just like, like well, that that was part of it because at the during the pie fight, um, Russian ambassador throws a pie at the president and hits him, and he like falls over, and and then uh, uh, George C. Scott's like, oh, the president has been struck down in the prime of his life. Oh, the humanity! He does this big speech like that, and it almost sounds exactly like what the what the people said in Dallas. It was like eerily similar apparently and yeah they're like yeah let's cut this out and we'll have this whole scene about deeper mind shafts which uh if you don't know what we're talking about that would be dr strange love and uh um yeah which <laughs> i'm sure it'll get brought up in the next episode because how can you talk about conspiracy theories without it uh it's definitely one of the smarter funnier more on point topical pieces of cinema ever it's it's ve- it deals very heavily with the cold war but it it applies now. It's like Animal Farm. It never goes out of style, even though, you know, even though what it's referencing may have changed a little bit. It it's Stanley Kubrick and George C. Scott and Peter Sellers. Yeah, if that doesn't sell it for you, if it's, it's Kubrick and fucking Patton together, if that doesn't sell it for you, there's no selling it. It's it's a pretty, it's one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah, yeah. It, it's 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 definitely definitely worth it. Yeah, I. No, don't click on it now. I, I, <laughs> I saw your link and I'm like, the website's called Our Hollow Earth. Yeah, I'm just gonna leave it alone. I'm not gonna touch it. Is I, cause I'm seeing everything here and I'm like, oh, holy crap. Yeah, yeah, I had to look at it too and I was like, good god. Oh, so, uh, other random things since that seems to be the theme of this episode. <laughs> yeah, which, <laughs> yeah. No, go for it. I have oh, one go, go ahead, go ahead. I'll, I'll get you. I'll get you in a second. Well, speaking of something we were talking about earlier, because I was going to segue to this at an appropriate time, but eh. <laughs> uh, oh, uh, speaking of cars covered in guns, how about that? Um, if you like the idea of cars covered in guns, you might want to make your way to our website about this time and check out. It'll be in the show notes, and I'll probably link it somewhere else. It'll, actually, it'll be it'll be in the show notes. It'll be in the the links of interest. Then, hell, if you just go to the like the about us page, it'll it'll be linked there too underneath my name, because I'm going to whore my face all over this thing. Um, I'm going to finally get around to posting on the interwebs uh, a project that I made for um, uh, my final project in drafting, which sounds a lot more boring than it's going to, well, than it's going to end up being. I made this really nifty video of, <laughs> of, of, well, two cars covered with guns doing some, some interesting shit, and it's really like a nice beginning point that I do plan to expand on in the future. Probably after I finish playing Final Fantasy, because when you play Final Fantasy, that's all the time you have, is for more Final Fantasy. But yeah, so if you want to see Brewer being creative and making a, a 3D animated video, go check that out. And yes, I'm aware I fucked up on the sky. I was unaware that that's how it was going to render at the time, and it would take too long to re-render it. So I'm aware of that. That's the only thing I'm really, really saddened about. 
everything else I'm pretty happy with. Well, if I can interject my opinion, which I beat a non-drafting person and just a guy that enjoys looking at cool shit, this is probably one of the coolest things I've ever seen, especially from the aspect when you know, like, dude, your fucking buddy made that. It's pretty goddamn fucking cool. And yes, it's well worth the watch, and it will be up in the show notes, and I'll link the fuck out of it. So you should watch this video and just be in awe of the awesome, because he did it from scratch. It's pretty goddamn cool. Yeah, it's, it's the, about the farthest thing from realistically from drafting possible. So don't think you're going to look at, don't think you're looking at house plans. But yeah, and, and it's a concept that will be evolved further. Um, cause I, I stuck, there's sound effects and music to it, and I'll probably do it where it's at least as long as the entire song. So look forward to that in the future. Okay. <laughs> but Borchenagin's Productions uh, d- d- film department. Uh, yeah, it says the uh, the animation house is uh, up and up and brewing. Um, and it- <laughs> oh, so we are slaves. <laughs> uh, so okay, I have I have one for you that it's a lot much less important than anything we've talked about. But I saw. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. How is this gonna be less important than than things we've talked about in this episode? You all just just just. Buckle, hold on, hold on. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm strapped and ready for this. I got my podcast pants on and everything. Alrighty. So, I, I saw this question and I was like, this, this is perfect for us. Okay. Uh-huh. You're robbing a bank on Halloween. How are you dressed? Yeah. Do you have weapons? Are they real? And how do you escape? Go. Wait, wait, where'd you see this? <laughs> like just now? No, I've had this all episode. This was my, this was my, I had to know. So, this, this, I've had this the whole episode. I was, I, I was, I was Man. saving it, and I was like, I've got to know. Yeah. Okay. Um. All right. You're robbing a bank on Halloween. Man, I think it would probably be a smart idea for banks just to be closed Halloween. I guess for this very reason. But oh, okay, okay. Follow me. This you make a mask, but of your own face. <laughs> okay. Because it's Halloween, so why would someone suspect you to have a mask of your own face? That's just silly. I mean, obviously it has to be, you know, an obvious mask. I mean, probably the shittier the better. A lot like the Mike Myers mask is actually supposed to be William Shatner. So make like a, make a mask of your own face, and um, so you're dressing up as yourself, so they'll be like, well, obviously it's not him that robbed the bank, because why would he dress up as himself? Oh, I think you have to have something silly, some sort of silly, like, overalls, like, like overalls that are too big or something. Something silly, <laughs> as far as you're wearing. Maybe a lot of buttons. <laughs> you have to make sure to dispose of the buttons, though. Weapons. Um, I mean, I, I feel you would have to have some, or like, a. I feel you'd have to, like, I don't know, what if you had, like, a shotgun with, like, a lightsaber on the bottom of it? Oh! <laughs> because if you go in there with the, with the look of a crazy guy... I, I see you sent me this no, question just, in case I, just, I forget no, it I while we're reading it. Easier, sorry. So yes, I guess that answers the question that, yeah, you have a shotgun with, with, with a lightsaber on the bottom of it. Um, oh, better question, is the shotgun real? Yeah, it'll probably be a safe bet. But, but it's beanbag rounds and you have penises drawn on them. <laughs> Cause who would expect the guy to shoot you with a shotgun from to have a penis on him? <laughs> exactly. Um. And if the cops pull you over and they're like, <laughs> Like, sir, did you rob a bank? You just flip off and show him your penis. Because what guy that just robbed a bank would show him their penis? Uh, so that's your escape, lad. All right. So <laughs> here, here's mine. What you do is 
you it doesn't say you have to enter enter the bank through the door. So you set an explosive, you blow a hole in the wall, right? But you're dressed as a ghost. You oh, I thought you were gonna be dressed as the Kool Aid Man, and you feel oh yeah, <laughs> not a bad one. But no, 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 no. You're dressed as a ghost. You you go in, you you rob the bank because you're a ghost. Why? What point do you have to have a gun? You're 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 dead. They're gonna be so flummoxed and stymied by by your disguise. You'll haunt you'll haunt the money away, and then you'll leave through the hole in the wall. But you're a ghost, so you went through the hole in the wall. No one will expect a thing. And how do you, like, oh god, I gave him the money because he said he'd haunt me and, like, bother my mother in hell. So, <laughs> that's mine. Yeah, but then, like, a cheerleader and, a, like, a stuck-up guy and a, and a pothead are gonna, like, ruin your scheme with their dog. So, they're gonna pull your mask off and they'll be like, Old man Carruthers! I would have got away with it, too, if it wasn't for you meddling kids and your dumb dog. Either that, there's going to be a captain of a starship that's going to be like, What does a ghost need with money? What does a ghost <laughs> need with money? <laughs> uh, would you come in as a brontosaurus? And they'd be like, This isn't even real! This can't exist! <laughs> Like, like, what? This makes no sense at all, because this isn't even a thing. Like, of course you can have this money, because you don't even exist. Like, like the, the only problem with like, the ghost theory is, is, is with your luck, um, it, it'd be the same bank that, that Bill Murray keeps his money in. If you're like, I ain't afraid of no ghost. <laughs> well, if you did a... I guess you need to make sure of that before If you, you did a it, convincing right? enough job, like if you didn't leave any fingerprints, they'd call the Ghostbusters, who would try to bust you as a ghost but they're not trained as criminal tracking and you know obviously they think it was a ghost and they wouldn't and there'd be no if you left no trace other than the hole in the wall and like ghost stories literally (laughs) then then there's nothing there's no trail to but what if they shoot you with their proton pack that can't be good that's why you get in and out i mean average average police response time is three minutes well i was just picturing that that bill murray was already there oh like he just hangs out at random banks like i think this one might be no he was getting some cash for for, do you uh, think bill murray goes to the bank himself no he sends the assistant yeah he does come on man look at him (laughs) what he's wearing <laughs> oh yeah he's like, probably the- that that argument how, like how could you fight with that so this is your chance at home listeners like you're robbing a bank on halloween how are you dressed do you have weapons are they real how do you accept how do you escape what we need you to do please like our listeners are actually going to answer a question that we posed to them on a podcast I think the last one we asked what they would do if they had only two days left to live, and they failed as miserably. Maybe someone only did have two days. what I'm doing, Cody, is I'm heckling them to see if they'll actually do it this time. (laughs) So... We need, we need to know this is vital. This is vital to the shenanigan army. And do you hate this question? We need to know that too. Do you hate it when we ask you to answer questions? <laughs> At the very least, discuss it amongst the people listening because we all know that the hippest thing to do right now is have a podcast party where you invite all your friends over and you all sit around and listen, listen to us talk. We all know that's what you're doing. Er, Ernie, Jarrett, Kevin, Kevin, John, Jojo, Brent, Brandy, Brandy, Cece, and Matt. So, yeah, yeah Justin, just, just, he might be. Why not? Because there ain't no party like a podcast party. Hey.
Oh. Uh, what, what? Oh. We've sure been rapping a lot lately on this podcast. Yeah, sometimes involuntarily. Hmm. <laughs> hey, it's your own stupid fault for saying stupid things. <laughs> I'm sure in a future rap there's going to be You know, like I am the victim of stupidity. Thank you very much. I'm the victim of stupid things. You don't know what it's like to... Why am I saying this? God, that's going to bite me in the fucking ass. <laughs> Someone saying it's going to bite me in the fucking ass is probably going to be useful later, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, because I'm sure there's going to have to be like... To, to cool Cody Hitman C, CJ or whatever your name was <laughs> like a second album well, you were like swaggy doggy dog producing producing the mad beats yo <laughs> mine was overly long and pompous yeah I, I, yeah well <laughs> so I think I think we're getting extinct on this episode uh Brewer do you have any any lustful lustful any illustrious lustful <laughs> yeah. Do you have any... Well, I used to dance with a name uh, Woozle, so... Uh, um. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, so do you have any illustrious and juice, juicily lustful words to leave the good people with? Bob, <laughs> I just pooed myself. <laughs> Amen! <laughs> Fine, it'll use it. <laughs> Need more shenanigans in your day? Find them at bspodcast.us, twitter.com slash board shenanigan, our iTunes feed, or at facebook.com slash board shenanigans. Uh, well, fluff it up a little bit. Like, just go like, and as Abraham, or I guess, as Moses attended the sin at the top of the mountain to get the, to, to get the Ten Commandments from the Lord, he, he said, oh, I just pooed myself. Or like, fluff it up with something like that if you want. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I like how like our old quotes are now being worthy to be quoted at the end. <laughs> oh. <laughs> You know, I don't know if it's going to be funny, but this one's been a lot of fun to do today. <laughs> yeah. I, I I hope it's sure funny, because by, by God, the last ones were. No, the last one was. It was fun to do and... Fun to listen to. I don't know how you... I, I don't know, know how you... I, I don't know. Listeners, do you, I don't know if we're still podcasting, but listeners, if you're hearing this... Do you like the ones that we enjoy ourselves for? Do you want them more structured? Uh, Does our general general enthusiasm come across the airwaves into your ear holes? Does it massage? Do you hate it when I talk about your ear holes? Does it massage your ear pussies, or does it, or does it like you know joust them around, like leave a sticky mess and it's over too quick? You tell us. I don't think anybody's ever said Borchenangans is over too quick. Uh, yeah, I guess that's probably a thing. They're like, oh, good lord, I've been done. I was done in the first five minutes. <laughs> Boy, shenanigans. My- a lot of sexual podcasting stamina. Like, you get you get your ear orgasm, your eargasm, and we just keep on a-humping. That's right, humping the sweet podcasty words right back into you. It's too much loving to handle. Boy, shenanigans, the O-Ernie of podcasts. <laughs> Oh, nice. Uh, I have a lot of stuff to use for the end. I don't know how I'm going to choose it. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't really know if we're still podcasting either, which is kind I of I don't funny. know either. <laughs> Maybe we should just end it here. Uh, 